Hold on, girl. Let me take this. Hold on, hold on. Hello? You ain't gotta like me, but you gonna like what I have to say. <laughs> Welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you so much for tuning in to episode 13. It's your girl, Margaret. As always, thank you guys so much for tuning in, pressing play, fast forwarding, rewinding back because you probably missed some shit. Either way, I definitely appreciate the love and support. For those of you that know or don't know, over the weekend, I created an Instagram page for my podcast. Yay! And you will now be able to find that on my podcast page. Now, if you do want to find me on Instagram, it's pretty simple. You would just go ahead and hit up IG in the search bar, put in my podcast name, and you'll find me there. Today's episode is really special because I have my very first guest on my podcast. He is an author, singer, songwriter, and goes by the name Zaya Moon. So why don't you come through and just say hello for everybody. What's going on? What's going on? How y'all doing? Okay. Energy. <laughs> so, <laughs> so Zion Moon is joining us today because he will be providing his perspective on today's episode, which focuses on cultural appropriation, as y'all saw me advertise. Before we even get into the breakdown of today's episode, I think it's only right for you guys to get to know Zion Moon. So, first of all, tell us, like, where are you from? Like, who are you? <laughs> uh, I was born in North Carolina. Okay. From there, the past, I spent a few years on the West Coast. So now I'm back in on the East Coast now. So down South, East Coast ish. Okay. So I guess it's a secret where you at? <laughs> oh, I'm in Georgia now. Oh, okay. I'm, Georgia now. <laughs> I'm like near Atlanta, you know. Okay. So I've been here for a little bit, but you know, I'm always on the go. So. Oh, you always on the go. I mean, yeah, because I mean, on your your Instagram, I see you got that Forrest Gump kind of vibe going on. Yeah, I'm, I'm just from that's the kind of mo- mood I'm feeling nowadays. So. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, okay. So I want to talk about your music. So I'm going to be real with you. So I was introduced to your music probably a year ago. And at first I was just like, eh, I was not feeling it. Then I finally got to have a conversation with you. I heard your story. So then I finally really listened to your music. And believe it or not, you converted me. So I do. I like your music. You're actually on my playlist. You know, so I just want to know, like, when it came to becoming an artist, like, why music? Like, what song did you hear? And you was just like, yeah, I need to really, like, be an artist. I need to be doing music. Like, I I grew up in a church, you know, so, like, I grew up singing in a church really and um like i've just always had a love for music and i want to say it was like just necessarily a specific song or something i was like man i gotta do music it's just something that had always been been there i had just never really focused on it and last year was just kind of it was just me like trying to i was just exploring my creativity Mm, you know okay and seeing what I could come up with, that's what really led to it. You know, um, that that's, that'll answer your question. <laughs> <laughs> it does answer my question. So you said you wanted to explore your creativity. So I have to ask, like, because I heard your songs, okay? And a lot of your songs, you seem to talk about 
either losing someone or loving yourself so like did you go through something that pretty much had told you like all right like this is the moment now where I explore what I've always had within me I mean yeah there was a few I had I, I feel like I hit a few revelations um mentally like a lot of mental checkpoints where that I realized a lot of things that helped me back you know from just expressing myself when I first started doing the music it was just just like figuring it out throughout that process uh I realized, like, oh snap, you know, I could use this to kind of positively let go of things that I may have been hoarding in my mind. You know, for some songs, I kind of just use the music to kind of, like, therapy in a sense. Which, I mean, that's good because some people don't know how to, you know, take that anger or take that trauma or whatever they went through and turn it into something positive. So that's really good to know. So... I do have a couple of favorite songs that I listen to, like Chasing Love, Tough Guy Really Love, um, Life Chain, You and I. And then um, also my favorite is Best Friend. And I noticed that that song is pretty recent compared to everything else on the album. So I want to know, like, what inspired that song recently? Because you've obviously been through a lot of changes from when you first did that album versus now the new music. So what inspired that? Mm, that song... Uh... That, that song I was talking about a specific like just um sit like relationship I won't even call it a relationship it was a situation that I was in <laughs> okay with this uh with this one female and that song it, it really was just all about that situation honestly and the crazy thing about that song is like own best friend um I wrote that song to the Beyonce me myself and I beat <laughs> Okay. Yeah, so like if you if you if you ever you know get a chance if you like listen to me myself and I or just like hum the melody you'll hear it within the own best friend and um okay. that, so <laughs> now yeah, that. <laughs> I <know>. yeah <laughs> I might just do it for this episode I might just go in and kind of play that and then play yours just for everybody it's not the beat it's not the beat it's not the beat <laughs> I thought it was doing like to I gotta love myself cause you can't love me like I can And I know that, and it ain't no need to grow uh, uh, Cause all I need is inside, uh, all I need is inside uh, yeah. uh, Sometimes you gotta be your own best friend Sometimes you gotta be your own best friend so that's oh, that one of my is favorites, funny. Though. Oh, wow. Well, it's really good. It really is. I mean, because definitely, I mean, for those of you that have heard the song or not, I mean, it pretty much it talks about, you know, letting go of a relationship and just learning to just be your own friend and relying on yourself and loving you. Is that right? Or did I get Yeah. Okay. Basically, like, you word up. Sometimes you got to be your own best friend. Right. <laughs> Yeah, because sometimes people, I feel like they get so in love with people and the thought of people loving them that they forget just to love themselves, unfortunately. Exactly. All right. Well, that's really good. So do you have any new projects coming up, like another song? I don't I don't have anything, like, come. I don't have anything planned um, coming out. Like, last song I, I released was, like, four months ago. And it was, <laughs> like, uh, that was called Non-GMO. So now, um, I have a lot of stuff 
Like, I have a lot of stuff that I would like to, but now I'm just kind of regrouping right now. I'm regrouping. Gotcha. That's understandable. Everybody needs a break sometimes. Yeah, regrouping. You know, I got got a lot of music out now, so I kind of, I feel like everything that I've released, it hasn't reached its pinnacle. Oh, okay. Because, you know, like, I've only been doing music, you know, a year, literally. Like, wow. Yeah, so it's kind of like the stuff that I've released. I feel like it's really solid. So I want that to get its just due before I just up and drop something else. But it may take up and dropping something else. Some people going back and listening to the old stuff. Well, still that makes sense. You still, still learn learning the ins <laughs> and outs. I'm about to say, I get it. I mean, it's just I know that, you know, time goes fast. And so... You know, when you put something out, even if it was six months ago, it just becomes dated because something else is new coming out. So then people just expect more and more. So that's why I asked. This is very true. So let's go ahead and get into the breakdown of today's episode. Okay, so for my little mini outline, we're going to talk about cultural appropriation. I have a small definition for you people that live under a rock. Maybe some do's and don'ts, which you can feel free, Mr. Zion Moon, to tune in and, you know, what you want to say. And then also two big questions that I have for this topic will be is how it affects people building their brand, either promoting themselves as an artist, a business, etc. And then finally, how does it relate to dating in the black community? So let's just get right into it. So for those of you that don't know the definition of cultural appropriation, according to Wikipedia, It is the adoption of elements of one culture by members of another culture. So, in other words, it's pretty much when people steal shit from another culture and then they try to make it their own. So often, at least to me, I notice on social media that we see people committing robberies of black culture for clout. Often I see too many people becoming these sneakerheads, these rappers, they have plastic surgery to have bigger asses and lips and all this just to get a deal with like fashion over and sell some damn hair gummies. And I want to know from you, what are your thoughts on people using black culture for clout on social media? Do you even think it's real? I feel like, what, what what's that saying? Imitation is the sincerest form of flattery. Am I saying oh, it right? Like, yeah, you did. You did. You know, <laughs> so, I, you know, I be viewing it that way. Like, when you, when you um, talk about, like, people of color, you know what I'm saying, in general, mm-hmm. we do, we do, um, we are like influencers. Um, we, we are trendsetters, I would say. And I feel like it just comes with it. You know, like if if someone, like for example, if I start a trend or something, you know, I can't get mad if somebody else chooses to um, do the same. Like if I start wearing a certain sneaker, you know, you can't get mad if somebody start. I'm, I got a perfect example. Mm-hmm. Alan Iverson. Alan Iverson, for example, everybody started rocking braids and getting tattoos and things of that nature. You know, once they saw him doing it, you know, now it, it would be silly for him to um, get mad because people see what he's done and now they're wanting to do it. Obviously, he's been some form of inspiration to them. You know, so I can see, like, I can see why, as a as a whole. Um, sometimes people of color get frustrated because they may see people outside of um, maybe their race, you mm-hmm. know, or, or, or their demographic. Um, 
gaining off of maybe something that they've created. But um, I feel like that's why ownership is important too, though. You know, like, I feel a lot of, um, you know, the black community, a lot of the things that we do create and a lot of trends that we do set, we, you know, we have to take ownership in it. But we can't also get mad or frustrated when others like to partake in it as well. That's just, that shows our influence. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, that's how I look at it. You know, imitation is is, is is flattery. You know, but I do I do believe if we have more ownership in a lot of things, like you know how we promote, we'll promote so many businesses at X Y Z, but um, instead of our own. So I think a lot of times when we see people maybe outside of our race getting gain off of the things that we've um created it frustrates us but I, I believe it wouldn't frustrate us so much if we had more ownership in in general in all areas well i hear you but i have to disagree a little bit okay, <laughs> just okay, well okay. maybe a lot of bit <laughs> only okay. only because you know one thing that you said that was kind of a little like oh it kind of irked my my being a little bit was that being black is not a trend and i think that's the problem and it's like you brought up the Allen Iverson with the braids thing. I mean, if you look back at the history of why black people had to get braids, it was because when they did those designs and they braided their hair, it was to actually identify themselves as part of what tribe they were from back in the days, way, way back. And I just feel like it's not a trend. <laughs> it's something that they adopted because that's part of their culture. And I feel like when people start to take those pieces of culture and they turn it into a trend, it's a problem because it's not a trend. It, it's a lifestyle. I agree with that. It, it is a lifestyle, but I, I can't, I, I just can't get, I, for me, I can't get mad at somebody for admiring someone else's culture. You know, like, because think, I mean, when you think about it, when, when you see somebody do something and then somebody imitates it, you know, it's they are, they, they admire it essentially. Like, wow, I really like this. I like it so much that I want to do it. I want to look like this. Yeah, but then it crosses a line. Sorry to cut you off, but it crosses a line because, okay, it's one thing to admire something, but then it's it's another thing for it then to become your lifestyle. And then you get clout, then you get likes, then you get deals, then you get all these followers loving your style, which is not your style. (laughs) That's the problem. (laughs) I I understand. I, I definitely understand it. I think if because sometimes I think about things in this in this nature like I mm-hmm. if like the Instagrams and and like all these things Instagram the like even money in in this sense like if these things are removed from like this this situation right mm-hmm. where people aren't necessarily like gaining from it but they they're just um like imitating it you know what I'm saying Mm-hmm. Then I, I feel like it it wouldn't mean people wouldn't care as much. You and know they probably people, wouldn't copy it as much though. <laughs> I, I don't know about that. I, I, I think I, I think I feel that way. I feel like social media has taken life by storm. I mean, it's all we do now. It's how it's how people even market a bit. It's actually like look at Popeye's chicken. Okay. Come on. So I'm just saying, like it's now it's now what life is. And what I'm saying is, is like, I remember back in the days before we even had an Instagram, a Twitter, 
I mean, shit, let alone even a, a MySpace. I mean, I wasn't seeing white girls in cornrows ever. Now they call it boxer braids or Dutch braids. And now you got all these YouTubers teaching black girls how to braid and they're white. I mean, I, <laughs> I, I feel like this, like as long as some things aren't, some things are sacred when it comes to certain cultures, right? Like, mm-hmm. you know, where things are sacred and you must like, uh, it, it's to be respected, right? You know, it is to be respected. But I think with some things when it comes to other things, other things I'll say, it some things ain't that deep to me <laughs> okay. personally. Like it, it ain't that it ain't that deep because I feel like it's it's like a compliment. You know, like for, for when you say like the box sprays and you know, with women, with women of color and you may you know, you're saying like other women are kinda they're they're trying to get their image to kinda they're catering their styles to maybe women of color or maybe a women of, of a different race. That's that's almost that's a compliment to whatever you know they're trying to imitate. Essentially, I don't think it's like a disrespect. Now you can't control the way the world moves. Of obviously, mm-hmm. you know, like you know, if, if somebody is just gaining gaining off of this, then you know that's just. That's life, that's society. But I think raising awareness and having the conversation kind of lets people know, like, it's just not okay. And I mean, I, I get what you're saying. I understand. Oh, it's a, it, it's a compliment. But at least with some people that I've spoke to, even with my friends, it's kind of like, why can't black people just have their thing? Why does it have to be a thing for everyone? Not everything is for everyone. <laughs> So I think that's what the problem is. And I think I, I understand what you mean all the way. But I mean, I, I just disagree. <laughs> I, just I, I do. I agree with you, too. And I feel like once that's when it goes back to like ownership. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, I think a lot of times in a black community, you know, like black people take a lot of pride in being black when it's um, when it's almost like ultimately I feel like once people of color in general, right, mm-hmm. take more pride in just their culture and owning it, mm-hmm. then, then all these things won't be an issue, essentially. You know what I'm saying? Like, because at the end of the day, you know, like, if, if somebody getting braids or whatever, you know what I'm saying? Like, we, we know where that came from. You know okay, I, mean? I got a but question for you then. Because you're saying we got to own it. So what are some ways that the black community hasn't owned their culture then? just the way we treat each other you know just the way we allow things to like separate us mm-hmm. just the way we um allow society and things of that nature to just tear us apart you see you see it with the Popeye's chicken and how it's like two, two, 20 million dollars in marketing off of mostly people of color but you know when you think about a black business or things of that nature you know you haven't seen black people or people of color i would say just come up together to promote something of you know that's ours in that magnitude in a very long time you know but anytime we we see maybe somebody outside of our race that's possibly gaining from something that way maybe we've created or a trend that we've set then we get frustrated but i think the frustration should come way before that we should uh uh-uh. like i'm saying like if 
imagine if 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 we take more ownership in just in us. Yeah. You know, like in us, and we won't have an issue if somebody else is like having fun with it. Cause we, you know. I agree. Yeah. I mean, I I hear you all the way. A part of me though feels like. I think society is so accepting, though, of the fact that you have this group of people that choose to adopt Black culture and then make it into <laughs> Black culture in their own, that maybe some people are just intimidated on even... It's kind of like, almost like, all right, think about it. We have a lot of people every day that they're trying to launch a business, whether they're Black, Latina, whatever, right? Mm-hmm. And we don't support them, but we support other races, aka white people, and we let them win. I mean, it's because so many people are willing to. And I think it's just because they're taking pieces of us and running with them, making their money. And a lot of people are supporting it. So when it's time for the people that really want to step up in their culture and say, all right, I want this for us, they get intimidated. Because the minute that we hit that share button, some people kind of just be like, eh, well, you're not part of the trend. Yeah, and I think that's like our responsibility. You know, like I said, like at the end of the day, you know, we can't control other people and what they do, ultimately. Mm-hmm. You know, because if something tight, like they, you know what I'm saying? Like a lot of things that people of color have created and started, it's dope. Like if I, if I was another race and I was looking at some of the things that have been started from people of color, I would want to, you know what I'm saying? I would be copying it too. <laughs> okay. You feel, you feel what I'm saying? Like just think, if you, if you weren't you said I would be color, copying it too. You know what I'm saying? Like if, if if I wasn't a young black man, if I was any other type of race, and I'm looking at people of color, I'm like, yo, you know, a lot of things that we've done is really tight, it's really dope, it's expressive, it's, it's beautiful, you know. But I think just the sad part is we don't have a lot of ownership, even mm-hmm. when it comes to music, and you know, entertainment, music, art, whatever you want to, you know, call it. We don't have a lot of like. You know, this is black owned from the ground up. Like every bit of this, I think that's the the biggest issue. You know what I'm saying? Like a lot of the other things that comes with it. You know, that's like you know that just comes with it. That's like you know Michael Jordan getting mad at kids for wanting to be like him. Like, nah, <laughs> I'm the greatest basketball player. You can't ever who, you know, or Beyonce getting mad at girls for saying. You know, I want to be like Queen B. It comes with the territory. That's just us as a whole. You know, we're we're great people. We're we're very creative, expressive. So by nature, people are going to look at us and be like, wow, you know, we're influencers. We we are the culture. As some people will be saying, you know, so we just got to take ownership. I think that's ultimately it. Taking more ownership and what we've created and coming together and letting go of the crabs in a uh, bucket mentality. Okay. You know, and I, and I feel like once we let go of that, the little stuff like females, the hair, none of that stuff will matter because, you know, we we already have, like, put our stamp on things. Like, you know, people already know where this has come from. We won't have to give people a history lesson once once it reaches the forefront because, you know, we have something that already uh, showcases it. Yeah. You know, we already have our own platforms. Exactly. That's why, I, that's why I was saying, like, that's why I think the the issue stems from is like man we did this and we ain't even getting no money from it and they, they doing they took they got us money from it well who fault is that you know that now it's, i hear what you're saying i do i get it now i do i really do 
I have a question then for you because you know obviously your perspective is different from mine. So would you collaborate then with a person who clearly is adopting <laughs> and using the black culture? It it just it depends. Yeah, it makes sense. I do believe in partnership and you know, obviously you don't want anybody that's you would you would never want to partner with anybody that's gonna um just wanna exploit when it when it comes to that. So if, if it's with somebody that I would feel like just trying to exploit but doesn't really have a genuine like love and appreciation nah you know but if it's regardless of race you know because I've met people that that aren't a person of color you know but they got a genuine appreciation for just people of color and the things that we've done Mm -hmm. I wouldn't have an issue working with that because at the end of the day love think about love right love ain't a race (laughs) I know that's true indeed. I mean, I agree. I hear that, but I get what you're saying, the appreciation part, because there are people that do appreciate that, but I'm saying it gets, you know, the lines get blurred because it then starts to become, I'm talking like people that are clearly just, like you said, imitating. And to me, it's like, how can you work with somebody that's just not the real them? They're not authentic. Like, it's just, it feels fake. But this, this is... Sometimes this is why I be thinking, right? Because I feel like a lot of times in society, right, we mm-hmm. we uh, we assign um, certain characteristics based on like your race. You know, like if, if a person is a certain race or certain X Y Z, then they act this way. This is how you act if you're this type of person. This is how you speak if you're this type of person. This is how you dress if you're this type of person. Mm-hmm. And these are, you know, ultimately these are like beliefs and things that we've created and we've stereotypes essentially that we've played. And on labels. Yeah. Exactly. You know, and it's, you know, because you got to think like, what is authenticity? What does that really look like? Just because a person is, you know, like I said, a cert- come from a certain background or whatever, authenticity is basically like how you choose to um, express yourself. Okay. Regardless, regardless of, you know, my my race or how i look the world is you know ultimately all of our canvas right the world is a canvas to every single one of us. Mm-hmm. and i and i look at life like hey each and every one of us regardless of our race male female where we all came into this world a blank camp a blank slate right yes we all came into it a blank slate you know now granted you know, all of us grow up in different backgrounds, different parts of the world, X, Y, and Z. So yeah, we learn things based on where we've where we've grown up. You know, we don't we don't get to choose our family essentially, but we can choose how we would like to express ourselves like in this world. And everything in this world essentially serves as inspiration. Regardless of, you know, race. That's the beautiful thing about this world, right? There's so many different cultures that there influence is. us. And inspiration you know, and cultural appropriation are just two, in my opinion, two different things, though. They're just I, two I different agree. things. I, I definitely agree. You know, I I'm, all, I'm here for it because I feel like we're all, because I feel like this, like, there really is no originator in anything. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? We might take a piece, twist it a bit, you know, to kind of, you know, fit into us and then, you know, whatever. But I really feel like there really is, like, no true originator. So, I mean, I get the inspiration part. I do. But uh, uh, doing it for clout, I, I don't know about that. <laughs> I, I mean, yeah, I, I, you know, 
it's two sides to it like you know oh, I, I agree I no and i love your perspective i mean because honestly i wouldn't even have thought of it from this level i mean because i have these conversations a lot with people and i mean they kind of share my frustrations i mean it's really good to get a different perspective and an outlook on it in life and stuff like that and i mean i get it like some people are just you know they don't they don't see it from that perspective so i get it i do always two sides to it you know i think the difference between inspiration and appropriation sometimes people do use things they use it because they see the monetary gain yes you know and i think because of that it hurts though it it, it hurt i want to say it hurts those but it does hurt um, it does hurt i think it is hurtful disrespect yeah. i think I, I think those are the right words it definitely can be hurtful definitely for the people that um are being imitated it also can be I don't know if the word hurtful is right in this sense, but it can be hurtful for those that actually do have an appreciation for it, like a genuine love and appreciation for it, because sometimes they can get tossed in that same category. Right. You know, no, I where, agree with that, too. Yes, I, I hear what you're saying with that. Yeah. But I feel like if you're real and you know how, if you see real, you know real. I mean, because I know people that they do have a genuine appreciation, like, you know, for that culture like you know being that like for exactly. me i'm half black half puerto rican like even when i was around white people like they just loved puerto rican food like and it was a true love for it you know like exactly. if we went to the puerto rican day parade they wasn't out here trying to look all meet i meet i like me you know what i mean they was yeah. okay with being themselves and just respecting the music respecting the culture and i respect that i'm just like like you said when it comes to that clout shit then but now I think the problem I'm having is it's just that there's not a lot of people that have the love and appreciation for that. There's a lot of people that's just looking for the come up <laughs> because of the culture. Yeah, and that's so, the sad part. That is that you know, that can be a lot of things. We live in a trendy society nowadays. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of things are so trendy. I know everything now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, a lot of people they can give two cents about really where it came from. They just kind of more concerned about what it can do for them mm-hmm. and and that kind of has um taken the essence out of a lot of it's taking the essence out of a lot of stuff you know mm-hmm. really like no i agree with I, you it's you true know, it's, it, to look at the glass half fools giving people social media it has expanded horizons right you know mm-hmm. people are more aware of so much more culture even you know even myself the past three three four years you know like if it hadn't been for social media and all these things and um so much information being shared you know i wouldn't be aware of so much culture that i wasn't aware of years before so um no that is so true it gives us a lot of exposure i mean so social media obviously it's not a negative thing always i mean there are some positives to that and we get to see what's going on in the world and how people live and you know what you know even just seeing like pictures of that you know that exposure is just i mean it's dope all the way so i mean i don't disagree with you at all with that I know it just sucks that everything is a trend these days though (laughs) exactly yeah so i did create a do's and don'ts that you can add to or subtract nothing long because i try not to keep my list long in my do's and don'ts my first don't i'm starting off with a don't is gonna be the blackface aka super dark tans so for me i feel like people need to stop tanning to make yourself look black latino or even exotic um not only when you make yourself like three or more shades darker do you look stupid i just feel like it's disrespectful 
<laughs> no shade. I mean, I'm just being honest. I just can't. I mean, everybody want to go out there and tan, but it's like, just stop. <laughs> Especially when, you know, what kills me is, because I watch a lot of, like, YouTube makeup tutorial stuff, and what kills me is, is, like, when the girls be buying those foundations that are definitely not their shade, and then they contour, and then they be looking all like, you know what I mean? I'm just like, yeah. no. How you go from this to that? You know, you went from a ghost to Christmas pass. I don't know. <laughs> no, I'm just, look. I don't know. It's just, yeah, it's a little weird to me. The other thing, so my other don't on my list coming in at number two is going to be, all right, if you like black culture swag and you want to wear it, pay homage to it. I feel like this is really big because I don't know if you remember this when this came out, but I feel like people need to stop creating shit like those satin headscarves, aka bonnets, and then acting like because you white sis and then you lost your hair that you created something new. Like shit like that irks me because it's like we've been wearing bonnets forever. <laughs> you woke up one day because you had a condition that you was losing some strands, and all of a sudden you, you created these hundred dollar bonnets. No, you know what I mean. I, it just what it bothers me. I'm sorry. I'm just being honest. It bothers my soul. Like, you know what I mean? Because it's like, I see it a lot. And it's just, it's just, it's frustrating. Because it's like, it's one thing like, all right, fine. You want to rock shit and wear it because it's nice. It's dope. But at least pay homage to it. Like, recognize where it came from. Don't act like, you know, you just wearing it and you created it. No, <laughs> that's not cool at all. And then coming in from my do on my list. I feel like what people can do is, is that if you love black culture, Latina culture, any culture, just engage with us. So like for black people, for example, like when we going through real shit, like discrimination at barbecues, being profiled by, by the police, like just show up, use your platform to raise awareness. Often I see these people, they're like promoting shit just for like the wrong purpose. And then when it's time to support the causes for the culture, they ghost in us. It's just not cool. Yeah, I, I do. I, I will agree with that. I do feel like um, I'm just yeah. saying you're gonna have a love like you said for the coach and embrace it like you better be out there protesting with us yeah okay. I, I do I do agree <laughs> if there if, I feel like in general um, like regardless if it's something positive regardless of your race you definitely should be out there now if it's if it's something that a certain group of people that you know that you definitely admire and there there are things that you do that that you imitate and X, Y, and Z, then for sure, you yeah. know, that same support. Um, needs support to be for everything. Get. Yeah, like, it definitely should be everything. But that's just, I feel like that's like almost like a, a human rule. No, of course. I, I mean, I agree with you all. I mean, and I'm not, I'm not discounting that. I'm What I'm just really only speaking to is that because I guess what bothers me is, is that, and I see this because, you know, I'm still kind of new to the whole Seattle, Washington thing. Yeah. And I see a lot in the Seattle, Washington thing that, you know, they do have some influencers who they get clout off of black culture. But then when it's time to show up, they don't show up. And the reason why I say that is, is like, for example, recently, me and my friends, we were protesting for a good cause. And when it was time to hit up these people who had a platform, they had nothing to say. But you OK with acting black. <laughs> And I get that. Like, I, I, I do agree. Like, if you have a platform to help any positive cause, mm-hmm. especially when it comes to any group of people that may be uh, not treated fairly, you know, like, with great power comes great responsibility, always. And I feel like when, when situations like that come up, 
that does show um, the sincerity behind mm-hmm. a lot of things. And this is why people need to stop following and liking these kind of people. <laughs> you know, people. <laughs> they don't. I mean, they don't. I know they're going to do what they want to do, but you know, yeah. like that's why I'm look. That's why I started my podcast is to raise awareness and to help people understand and see the light. <laughs> Okay, because some people need to get woke real quick (laughs) because it's like, think about it, because if we were to take that person who had that platform and switch her to a black girl, you know how much power that that girl has? It's like, all right, sis, you want to be this way, act this way, da, 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 da. So, okay, now, now it's time to show us, you know, what you can do for us. Did you want to be us? Yeah, this is true. This is true. What I, what I do see, though, sometimes I feel like it, it has to be some type of common ground. Like, it has to be met in some situations, too, where it's like a comfortability. Mm. Sometimes I see, like, like intimidation, in a sense. Mm-hmm. I, I do see sometimes people actually do support things, but then people may come at them as if their support isn't genuine. I, I see that at times too, where you know it's like sometimes you you'll get support and that support will be ridiculed, but then when you don't get that support too, mm. hey, how you you ain't supporting? Mm-hmm. You, know, you know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. I, I've seen that. It's all about I, their image. I get it. Yeah, and I, it has to be an acceptance on the other side as well. Mm-hmm. When it comes to like cultural appropriation, I feel like it does take place the most with women of color, right? Mm-hmm. And I feel like it won't, it wouldn't be as big of a thing ultimately if ultimately women of color like take their stance and accepting them and then hmm. I feel like it fully though, okay, embracing them fully. That's me though, you know, because. Well, we I, gonna talk. I, well, I don't want to cut you off, but I don't want us to talk about women just yet because we're gonna get into that with dating. Because, you know, I'm going to have some hard questions for you there. Okay, cool. talk about women. <laughs> so, y'all going to pause you, okay? Just for a moment. <laughs> All right, guys. We're going to take a quick break. In the meantime, let's take a listen to this song by Zion Moon. Gotta be rough, acting not tough, acting like you don't give a fuck when you know you do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Love, love. Way I learned that your mama ain't teach you that Whatever you got it from, man, it's time to give it back That shit is played out, time to let it fade out Niggas is tossing over this shit, just trying to make it out Steady throwing up those stream signs On the corner more than no stream signs Thinking it's all fine Fighting after the club, never showing no love Niggas game bang more than for hub And they know they scrubs, yeah And they know they scrubs, yeah But let us change gears just a little bit because you are an artist. And so, as you say, you've been doing music for a year. And I think this is a really, really another important question is, is that I want to know how does that affect building your brand? First question I have for you is, is that, you know, so many people love to adopt, you know, the black culture and they use it for like sponsorships and like, especially when they're promoting music. So think of like these rappers and any artists that come out and stuff. Do you think, do you think that those artists that are pretty much doing the whole a culture appropriation, do you think that at any point in time that that has hindered your success as an artist? I want to say so. Uh, okay. I, don't, I don't. I want to say cultural appropriation has really hindered. So if you were white well, we look- with your aesthetic, you think you would still get the same number of gigs? Downloads, streams, etc. I would say I, I think all right. If you if you're a person of color, right? 
Mm-hmm. Can you do something? When it comes to artistry and music and things like that, if it's uncommon, essentially, then by nature, it's going to, um, people are going to just like gravitate towards it. It's almost like, like Tiger Woods, essentially playing golf. If that makes sense. If that makes sense. That makes sense you know, to a certain extent. <laughs> you know, I don't, I don't think, I don't think it's like hindered. I mean, don't give me a, I, no shade, not to cut you off, but I mean, black men in sports is a whole other topic, okay? Because I feel like black men can play all true. sports and then, hey, this everybody gets excited and it just, it gets me those, you know, get out vibes. This is, but anyway. This is true. <laughs> like you said, you asked like if I was a white guy, I had the same aesthetic. Yeah. Obviously, people, people going to be like, oh, you know, because maybe it's not that many white guys that look like that. So obviously people are going to be like, oh, snap, this is something new. But why can't they say that about you now? Because you're black. Because there's so many people that look just like me. That, that, no way. I mean, not like look I just I don't like agree the, Not look just like me. I ain't going to say that. But there's so many other brothers of color. That's, you know, there's a million, gazillion people that can identify the same, you know, background as me. Or is doing music or, you know, so. Mm-hmm. But see, this is where I have a problem. Because, again, if we swap out your race and we make you white, then it makes it, ooh, it's so interesting. But yet, as you just said, we have millions of brothers of color looking and probably doing something similar to you. So why can't that be, ooh, this is interesting too? I think when it comes to like a white guy doing it, it's because it's such out of the ordinary, right? That's why. Why is I mean, my question. Because most times when you think, I mean, it's, it's, it's just not a common thing. That's why, you know, why do you think people love Eminem so much? You know, like, you know, you hear people, a lot of people say Eminem. Some people the, love Jay Z, J. Cole. This is, this is true. <laughs> this is true, but you got to think, like, you can name a hundred other black rappers, but, you know, you thought Eminem would be that only one white rapper in there. And I think that's where we at now in society now, sometimes, whereas, you know, if, if it's something that just looks the same and, you know, or maybe not even look or sound the same, but it's just something that people are kind of used to seeing. Even if it don't got, it ain't the same though. But if you throw something in there that look completely different, people are gonna like, oh snap. Okay. So competition is a little bit more stiffer. You know? <laughs> I see that. I understand that. So I have another question then. So what about if we reverse the perspective? What about when a black man wears like skater clothes? Are they acting white? Nah. That's one thing I do not. I do not be understanding when it comes to like, you know, people of color, black mm-hmm. culture is like the acting white thing. Like, nah, it's just expression. If a black guy wants to dress a certain way, mm-hmm. whatever. Just because somebody's dressing a certain way, they're talking a certain way. You can't assign them a color and say they're acting a certain color or whatever. Mm-hmm. That, that, if that's what they like, <laughs> you know, if that's I what they like. If that's what you like to wear, by all means, you better wear it. You well, know I only ask that because when I first, first met you a couple of years ago, you would dress like, you know, like a black guy would be, you know, how, I guess like whatever, you know what I mean, right? Like yeah. how black men be, and now you, you just, yeah, you different. I just be wearing whatever. <laughs> <laughs> you different with your, with your belt bags, fanny packs. Yeah, you different. <laughs> You know, I, think, I think you with a feather ones or something. I don't know. Yeah, but the fanny pack is <laughs> central. That's been around going on ten years now. So oh, I ain't, 
<laughs> no, it's not shade. I'm not like trying to be shade. I'm just saying because you know some <laughs> oh, people might say, okay, look, now he's trying to be like hippie white. You know what I mean? Oh man, nah. Uh, you know, because you on your plant be... shit. You know, so I'm just. <laughs> I get that though. I just I think black like people of color. You definitely always you know you hear different things when people are acting or talking or certain you know like the talking white thing and man, <laughs> the things we create. And it'd be like, what? Like, really? This is a thing. (laughs) Well, I hear that. I mean, it's true. I know. It's, I mean, I only ask because it's like, you know, I wonder too if there really are like double standards. Because, like, look at like Lil Wayne. Lil Wayne was wearing these oversized shirts and pants, and now he's Mr. Skater Boy, you know, and all them piercings. He he different now. So, this is true. Yeah. I'd be like, maybe. Maybe that was always him, though. He was afraid to just, like, be that. You that's know, true, maybe, indeed. That's true, indeed. Mm-hmm. You know, that's why I feel like it's so, like, in the black community, it's so much pressure. Uh, that's the perfect word, judging. Yeah, because when you cause, sound very educated, you sound white. And that don't make sense. Mm-hmm. You know, like, it's like, what? That, and that's one thing that I'm, I pray changes. You know, it's like, I'm you dress really that. well. You're bougie. Yeah, it's, like, mm-hmm. we, it's almost like we 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 glorify things that we glorify, we glorify the hood being ghetto. Yeah, like yeah, basically of, the struggle. It, that don't make sense. <laughs> like wondering myself is like, man, I can't wait till I see the day where instead of people glorify like how hard they where they came from is like, yeah, I come from you know how people maybe detroit mm-hmm. st louis or compton la all you like yeah it's, it's hard out there but I'm, I'm ready for people to be like yeah i come i was i'm from uh detroit uh niggas is smart out there you know what i'm saying like <laughs> y'all yo, yo, i heard niggas is sm- don't you know how when people say yeah i, I know Harvard. what you're talking about yeah no i know they oh, know niggas is this i get what you're saying like oh we shoot we shooters and shit i get it that, yeah it's like nah we- <laughs> But that's because everybody has to be tough because think about it too, like a lot of, especially I feel like black people, they go through a lot of trauma. And so the way to face that trauma and and to put a brave face is by making it seem like they're from the toughest hood of them all. So if you come from, like, for example, me, I'm from the Bronx and then I hear people like, oh, I'm from Brooklyn. You know, even growing up, we knew like, oh, don't go to Brooklyn. They dirty out there. You know, they do too much. So, you know what I mean? But it's like, that's the kind of mentality you have because it's like whoever reps their hood and, you know, they represent something that that is tough, so to speak. You know what I mean? Nobody wants to fuck with you. Nobody gonna bother you. And more importantly, maybe they might even not see what's beneath that surface. Exactly. All the, it's, we just gotta let go of these stereotypes. All these I stereotypes. Know. I mean, I agree with that too. I mean, because it's like, when it comes to the whole cultural appropriation thing, it's like, okay, everyone is really upset about people acting black and doing this. But then when we are leveling up and we glowing up, then it's like, oh, you acting white. Oh, you bougie. Oh, you think you better than everybody because now you go to this school, you know, like, and it shouldn't be like that. Look, it don't, it don't make sense to me. And I don't experience it and it don't make sense. No, same here. I definitely agree with you all the way. So I have another question. Well, I think we maybe, um, no, I don't think we touched on this, but this is my final question for this topic, um, is why do you think society is more accepting to people adopting black culture, but afraid of black people being black culture? That might be a tough one. <laughs> um, but like there's some fashion shows where they were like adopting the whole hip hop culture. But then when you have black people doing it, it's like, ooh, that's rowdy. That's gangster. That's stigma. 
attached to it. I feel like that'd be like the media. I feel like that'd be the media, y'all. Like, I feel like that's how like the media just be twisting and turning stuff. Mm. Because like we can control our narrative and make sure that you know how we're choosing to do things and how we're choosing to uh, um, express and 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 uh, get together and we're making sure we're doing it positively. We're doing it, you know, in the most authentic way, and that's it. that's it. We gotta understand our power, too. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we got what's we gotta be okay with being black. <laughs> that <laughs> that's makes true. sense. That's right. true. Yeah, people in their own skin, they are. They really yeah. are. I mean, even me for like for a while, I struggle because you know, I'm half black, half Puerto Rican. So sometimes I'm like, okay, when I'm with my black family do I act more black and then you know I mean so you know it's a lot you know what I mean so I get that I mean we get uncomfortable in our own skin because we're just like you know we're afraid of what's to come and who we are and you know it's true if people love themselves and accept themselves a little bit more you know then yeah maybe society would too exactly yeah very true indeed all right guys we're gonna take a quick break in the meantime let's take a listen to this song by Zion Moon Yeah, I like my girls not GMO. You already know. I like my girls not GMO. Oh, oh, yeah. oh, oh. Okay, look. I like my girls not GMO. You already know I'm looking for the nine, not the four. If you fake it, the dope. I like my girls all natural, speaking factual. If you're capping boo, then I'ma have to get back at you. She playing bass, so she tastes better. Yum. Spelling words with my tongue like I'm writing a letter. Left her body shivering like she needed a sweater, and she could hear see it after just like she Helen Keller. I like my girls not GMO. So let us go into the final topic, my favorite topic that we're going to talk about (laughs) is cultural appropriation and dating. Okay, so (laughs) and this is where you can then go on and you can preach about your women, how I cut you off earlier. Um, <laughs> now, as I mentioned kind of earlier, so nowadays women want these curves, they want bigger butts, full of lips, they want to look like black women, even Latinas. And my big first question to you is <laughs> so you've dated outside your race, and I first want to know what attracted you to date a woman that's not black? Just curiosity, I'm gonna be honest. Okay, it's really just like curiosity. <laughs> um, I mean, it's so many. I love all women, you know what I'm saying? And uh, but it's so many different um just different types of people in the world and and uh I've just always been curious. <laughs> I just okay. always, you know, like I have a little bit of curiosity and so I'll just be trying to just see what really what you can learn. What you know, what's every everybody is like their own book of secrets, right? Every everybody <laughs> individually is their own <laughs> book, like, of book of secrets. Yeah, like they, you know, they got their own little something. It's okay. uh, curiosity, honestly. Hmm. So, okay, I get the curiosity part, but what about the physical features? Uh, I mean, we we ain't always just attracted to somebody's vibe and energy out the gate. For sure. For sure. <laughs> like um, physical, like when it comes to physical, mm, you know, pretty face. Honestly, pretty face. Um, that'd be the biggest thing. Hard for me to see like the beauty in like women and all girls, you know. So like physically, that'd be like the biggest thing. Like, hey, pretty face. 
But what about the women that are attempting to have the curves and the looks of black women or even Latino women? What what about them? Well, what do you mean, what about them? I'm saying, like, okay, because it's kind of like, okay, this is that I understand it's cool to date outside your race. I'm not against it. I guess what I have a problem with is, and I don't understand, is that a lot of black men are attracted to white women or white women (laughs) who attempt to look like black women or even Latina. And I just don't get it because if you're, because physically speaking, I mean, yeah, it's a pretty face, but then when you start getting down to the nitty gritty, when we talking about her curves, her body, and she looks, her aesthetic appears to look like it's embodying a black woman. Why not just date a black woman? That's, um... She's shaped like one. She want to dress like one. She overlines her lips like one. She does the fucking hair like one. Why not just be with a black woman? I can see if you with your your flat as a boy white girl that looks natural, or even if she got some little natural curves. But I have a problem with the ones that really want to be playing build a bear with their body, and then y'all like that, and then y'all date that when y'all could just date the ones that look like that in real life for real, for real. This is this is true. This this is true. This is true. I mean, I'm I'm being honest. I'm not a fan of like I'm a fan of all natural, right? Like, and like I know people who have done stuff, but those friends, <laughs> those <laughs> friends, you know. So, but I do see that. I do be seeing that now. Um, nowadays, like you get on social media and things, and you just a lot of the women they just they they just all look alike, you know. And the song, this is a cheap plug. But the last song I dropped, Non GMO, I'm talking exactly <laughs> about this stuff. <laughs> I no, heard I'm that song. It, uh, I heard that song. But okay, no, you know I told you I'm gonna keep it real, right? Yeah. Okay, because yeah. you know when I and I, you probably a different person. But remember when I first met you, when we all did that bowling stuff, it was a group thing. Oh uh, yeah. I yeah, was yeah. right. Okay. So, you know where I'm going with this. <laughs> and here, you have to understand, here. when I walked into that group and I saw a group of black men and I was like, wait, I'm the only chick of color up in here. <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> and then I saw who you with and I did have conversation with who you were with. And mm-hmm. that that wasn't natural to me. No shade. At the time, it was. <laughs> But and I now mean, you got a song non GMO, and I'm like, okay, maybe he woke up. But <laughs> at the time, though, you know what I'm saying? Like, nothing against her, that's my home with her. But at the time, though, that's all natural, you know? Like, but I mean, when you talk about the makeup and all that, that's just a big old trend now. I am like talking that. body and everything, okay? I'm talking body. it all. It's not even about, I'm talking. Hear me out. I'm talking it all. I'm not talking about some contour and lip gloss. And I think I even talked about this on an episode before on my podcast. I just have a problem with women that are so obsessed with altering their bodies, be it through a gym or through a surgeon. Okay. I don't get it. Like, it's one thing if you want to be all about health and fitness. Okay. You just want to get right with the get right. But then it's another thing if you're trying to physically alter yourself to look like something you're not that god did not give you because that's not your blueprint that's what i have a problem with and then black men are attracted to that and then you have women out here of color 
who are naturally built like that. Like that's their blueprint. And y'all motherfuckers don't pay them no mind. I do. I, 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 I will agree. You know what I'm saying? Um, I don't think there is a problem with um, women wanting to go out and in the gym naturally work on themselves. Not if you have to do a million squats a day to get an ass. Like, that's just drag. That's I. That's dragging. I just can't. God did not give it to you, so God no. You're not going to be up in there doing (laughs) Come the hell on. uh, uh, Uh-uh, uh-uh. Look, 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 look. Really? If I'm flat as a board, you really think I'm going to be sitting here and be like, all right, I'm going to the gym and I'm going to do a thousand squats? No. Fuck that. I'm going to work my flat ass. Okay. That's all right. That is okay. But that's I feel like no. to me. only doing it because it's popular on fucking Instagram. Back then before nah, Instagram, the, the you gyms. was okay for being a flat ass. Uh-uh. <laughs> the gyms gyms have been around for how long? Okay, well, but how but us. nowadays everybody come on. Okay, look at the damn twerk workout. I Let's mean, be for real. Are. Like, Some I feel like it wasn't, yeah, gym's been around, but people used to hit the gyms and they wasn't focusing on their glutes. Now, you put that in, how to get a bigger butt, there's probably trillions of videos out now. <laughs> this is facts. <laughs> this is all facts. This I'm just saying, facts. and it's annoying because it's like, okay, you only want that because women of color were born with that. And because it's attractive and we make it look good. And so now it's like, here y'all come and y'all like, all right, let me hit the gym. I need to get these squats in. You look crazy. Look, I got to say, imitation. And Bob build the shit. Imitation is just a serious Right, and right. But here's the thing that I have a problem with is that black men then, you guys are attracted to that versus being attracted to the women that actually naturally have it. That, look, I, for me, you be I, in the I gym with them bitches, them. helping them with uh, their squats. Uh, <laughs> uh, look, 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 like, look, look. <laughs> I can't speak for all men of color. I know oh, I know you're not. Me. I'm just look. I'm just saying it's what I see, and like I said, I mean, when I met you and your group of friends, I was just like, oh, look, I mean, okay. I, I, I've 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 been single for years because you woke up. I mean, I me and her won't even date. That's the thing. That was just you know. That's, that doesn't matter things. if you were dating or not. It's the fact that you dealt with that and that's what you were attracted to. And I just don't, I guess I'm just trying to understand how your brain functions, you know? And I guess this is just to help other people understand, other women out there to understand, like what attracts you guys to that? Because if it's, cause come on, I'm, I'm saying physically, we're mm-hmm. just looking. Cause at the end of the day, there has to be a physical attraction first, I feel like. And then you get to talk to people, you get their vibe, you get their energy. And then that's how somebody could be so bomb and they could be like, Ugh, like what the fuck was I thinking after you have conversation. So what I'm saying to you is, is that if you are physically attracted to this person that has all the elements of a woman of color, be attracted love, to a woman of color. I love women of color though. I love all women like that. I hope you do. Cause yeah. I was gonna ask you if you're intimidated by black women, if you and your friends, Cause goddamn, I mean, it's just it's just what the way the way I just it's it's just the way the world is now. Social media has had a huge influence on how just men and women view each other, regardless of race and like it's just it's it's a real. I do believe it is a real something that's just like in between men of color and women of color and. I can see, 
I can see why definitely women of color can like feel away nowadays. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because we don't got to go to the gym and do that. But I also see why these other women, they can't. They can't be faulted for wanting to work on themselves in the gym. That's just like, oh, you can't go to the, I can't go to the gym and lift weights. No, that's not what I mean. I think, you know what I think it is? Like, no, I'm not saying that. And I think, and I talked about this, like I said in an episode where I was talking about like weight loss, right? And fitness. Mm -hmm. Like, and it's one thing when it's a lifestyle, it's another thing when it's a trend. The thing that I have a problem with is that, okay, like you, when, okay, if you're unhappy with your body, yes, do as you see fit. I don't give a fuck. Okay, that's that's your life, that's your body, that's your business. I guess my big thing is is that what I'm trying to understand or try to get an understanding of is that why why does it have to gravitate to that? Why does it that you want bigger like a bigger ass? Like why? Or why do you want bigger lips? Like like why do you need to overline your lips? Like I don't get that those elements. Like I feel like, you know, it's 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 beautiful. That's essentially <laughs> like that's <laughs> like that's it's honestly if it's just beautiful that's just like saying why man want to have a big chest and big arm you know because oh, it's nice look because think though honestly though but see men don't have these problems that us women do though like i feel like all like you guys like no shade they're like muscles are not attached to a black man or a white man that, that's universal for y'all but there's certain elements on a female's body that i feel like yeah it does come with how we are culturally i'm just i'm being real like when i think of the curves and all that i think of what i've seen growing up as black and even latina i think of those curves and i think that's what it's so that's just me and i feel like you men have it easy because all y'all motherfuckers go in there and get muscles that's nothing there's nothing wrong with that because it ain't tied to like ooh, black men have pecs and white men have triceps no it's not like that <laughs> but i feel like when it comes to certain elements of a body part when it comes to women, I feel like, yeah, it is. It, it's tied to a culture, in my opinion. Yeah, but I feel, I agree. You know, certain body shape can. Like, why not just go to the gym and be healthy? You want to get your cholesterol down. Because think, think like this. I think it like this. You can't, you can't get mad. Like, it's almost like the way it's been painted, it's almost lose-lose, right? Mm-hmm. You know? Like, you see a woman, and you're like, man, I would like to have a, a nicer booty. Or I would like to have a smaller waist, or whatever, right? They don't mm-hmm. want to go to the, do the plastic surgery route. Because that's something that's being shamed. But then they want to go to the gym. They can't be shamed for wanting to go to the gym. and say, hey, I'm not shaming them for going booty. to the gym. I'm shaming them because they want to look like something they're not. Look, look. But at the end of the day, at the end of the day, right? Regardless, mm-hmm. they just going to look like themselves. Like now, when you going and paying for, you know, maybe some plastic surgery, X, Y, and Z, then yeah, you're, you're like intentionally going out and modifying something. In our bodies, you know, it's, it's really like. But the gym is the same thing too, because it's target areas. I mean, all you're doing is is that you're taking the less invasive route, but you're still doing the same shit. That you just slap the damn gym tag on it. Okay. <laughs> Okay. Think about it. You're doing target areas. That's like going to the damn doctor and saying, let me get ass shots. But you're doing it with nah, the weight. It ain't, honestly, though. It really, I don't think it's anything with that shit. Like, do I agree with um, 
I feel like people got free will out of Right, I agree. Fine. There's nothing wrong with that. But then why are you guys attracted to that? But then not black women. I like I I I love black. I love women of color. You know. Ultimately I love women of color. I'm single now. I've been single for forever. My whole life basically. Yeah, I heard it here first he's single. I don't know if y'all want to date him after this episode though. No, no, I'm serious, but I, I, you know, I just think right now it's a certain, certain aesthetic, right? That's very trendy Mm. that people just, that people just gravitate towards. It's like a certain look that Mm. people are just like all just. I know the baby hairs, the eyebrows looking all surprised. I know. They got the fade on their eyebrows now and shit. Yeah. So, you know, that's just something that trends. You know, I, trans, I mean, trans, I know, but there's plenty of white women out here embracing their bodies, embracing their selves, looking like themselves, and black men are actually dating them, and we're not I mean, men. I mean, I, I feel like this. I feel like this, honestly. If men of color and women of color were, it was more of us dating and in relationships together, X, Y, Z. I feel like the things that other women may be doing to maybe enhance their body whether it's natural or unnatural granted like i said everybody got a choice i don't think it would be as big of an issue yeah but men are making it that's why you guys are glorifying these bitches on instagram (laughs) that's why more than more of them are going out there to look like that because you out every ig model look at these i don't know if you follow ig models or not look at all the ig models now but i'm gonna say this honestly i don't think a lot of these women, I'm gonna be 100% honest, I truly don't believe a lot of these women um do it necessarily because they think they're gonna get the attention of more men. Cause I'm, because <laughs> okay. I'm like, just bear with me. Okay. Cause like, I know, you know, I've, I've, I know women of all different types or whatever. Mm-hmm. And most times, like, them wanting to go to the gym and get a bigger butt or, or them wanting to, uh, even the women that do things unnaturally, it's not to gain more attention from men. Because most of these women already got men. Okay. Yeah, honest, honestly speaking, though, it comes do from they? like maybe, yes. Most do women, they? most, like, most, most of it comes from just simply wanting to just look a certain way. I am going to think... tell you here, mister, I'm, I'm, you I'm are unfortunately. I disagree, I've, and I think you're wrong. <laughs> I think I honestly believe it comes from just insecurity. It truly comes from some type of insecurity. Because, like I like I said, I've seen women get, that get men, but still mm-hmm. are not accepting of themselves. That don't got nothing to do with the man. That got a lot to do with how you're viewing yourself. Now, for I, men, I do like agree. Certain... Yeah, but I also feel like it has something to to deal with. The attention of men and the reason why i say that is is because if you looked at the girl before surgery or the gym she probably was wearing more fucking clothes and she probably wasn't posting as much now this chick is in these booty shorts in a thong or in a bikini showcasing her body for the likes of men and then more importantly then you know what happens to that she gets converted into a fashion of a fucking hoe okay so with that said i disagree <laughs> It's, it's both. I feel like it's a, it's a mixture of both. It is far from that. Let's just, I mean, look, it I'm, is insecurity. I agree. There is insecurity in it. But the reality is this too. Hear me out on this, okay? If you, if you truly 
love yourself and you're doing something for yourself, right? To make yourself feel good, period, right? You wouldn't be acting different after. You would be acting the same way. If I got my fucking body done tomorrow, my ass is still just gonna be posting my pictures that I post how I post them, period. I'm a private person anyway. So you understand what I'm trying to say? That would be me. I'm not gonna do it for the likes of, oh, he's gonna pay attention to me. The reality is, is that they do it for the likes. They do it for the hopes that they're gonna get clout on social media, attention, and become something. That's how I look at it. I'm being honest. I mean, yeah, people, people do. Why do you need the approval of a man anyway? At all? Why does? Why do likes matter to you? If you're, if you fix your body, you're in. You know all these things. Why do those things matter to you? Why do you post so fucking much? Stay the fuck quiet. You've been quiet all season. Why now you want to come out? You know what I mean? Like, so to me, it's like, mm, okay. This is true. This is true. This is true. I don't know. Mm. It just, it irks me because it's like, you know, it's like, I feel like women need to know how to just love their blueprint. That's it. I do also agree that people have the right to want to. Oh, I agree. On them and I believe that no one, men, women, no one should be uh, shamed for doing that. You know, right, but only even, if they're doing it for the right reason. Even if you don't agree with it, though. That's I know. Thing. Look here, and I, I think I've always said this on my podcast, like, I will always speak my mind. I will never knock nobody's hustle because what's for you is for you. There's no doubt in that. But what I have a problem with, what I have a problem with is when people do it for the wrong reasons. And it's very obvious that it's wrong reasons. You know what I mean? Because it's like, you know, you're building yourself like you build a bear for all the wrong reasons. And then we have black men who then are attracted to this fucking foolery. You have these natural, beautiful women out here who don't got to do none of that, who are probably insecure, just like the bitch that just laid on the table to look like us. And then y'all don't even compliment us because you're focused on the bitches that just built something to look like us. Yeah, I mean, I, I do agree that it's a wide gap. It's a wide gap. Mm-hmm. Between men of color, women of color, but you know, I pray that gap closes. So I know, and I guess my thing is, and I want to be very clear too, because you know, to my listeners, like I don't care if you get plastic surgery, I don't care if you at the gym seven days a week. I don't care about that. What I care about is, is that these women are spending all this time and money to look like a woman of color, but then you guys are just not attracted to that. I, I'm not saying you, Mrs. Ayamun. I'm just saying there are a lot of men out there that you guys give these bitches way too much credit when the real things are out there. And I just feel like it should be more embraced. Like, show love to that. Don't pay that no mind. Or if you're going to pay mind to it because that's your business, make sure you also pay in mind to the women who created it. Like, have the balance at least. Shit. <laughs> that is my thoughts, though, on that. I mean, overall, when it comes to cultural appropriation, I feel like it definitely shortchanges black women, black men, um, Latina women, Latina men, all men and women of color, um, you know, from a fair shot at business, love, life. Especially for me, I feel like it's definitely like a smack in the face when, you know, they think like these women think that they could do these squats or overline their lips that it makes them more popping than us natural girls that were built with all of the above. Like, it's just, it just irks me. <laughs> That's all. It just irks me. And then when we have a black man who chooses to date women that embody our culture, to me, it's just like a double smack in the face because it's like, what, the real thing ain't good enough for y'all? You know, so... I don't know. It's just something to put into perspective. 
you know, when we think about those things. But at the end of the day, I mean, people are going to love who they love, want what they want, do what they do. And that's your business. But I'm always going to just speak my mind. <laughs> so final thoughts, though. Any advice for maybe dating outside your race? Mr. I date outside my race. <laughs> I mean, I ain't, look. I've only been in one relationship, so okay. I've mean, only ever dated once. Only ever oh, dated once, my so. bad. I had the impression that you did it a bunch outside no. your race. Oh, no. I've, okay. I've only ever dated once. Oh, okay. So, gotcha. I feel like when it comes to dating outside of race, I feel like each party you definitely have to be very open to um, whatever that other person brings to the table. Really looking to like understand their point of view of things, right. like the lens that they view life out of. Because it's, it's going to be different, especially if it's you know white woman, black man, uh, black woman, white man, or mm-hmm. Asian. It don't even matter. You know what I'm saying? Whatever walk of life you in in general, <clears throat> mm-hmm. you know, you, you definitely gonna have to be open to um, just what that per how that person feels like, really. And I truly, honestly believe like it's beneficial for any and everyone to at least like maybe not date, even if you're not even dating, but like at least engage in some type of something with somebody outside your race, because you just learn so much. It's very um, good advice, and then. I want to know, do you have any upcoming performances or anything you want to announce to your fans? Um, I, I mean, nothing, nothing upcoming. Just, you know, go check out what we the, the foundation already. You know, Zion Mobile, that's Z-Y, Zion with a Y. And that's on all platforms, YouTube, Apps, Spotify, wherever you, you know, get your fix at, it's there. Okay. Yeah. Well, and I'm definitely going to put everything in the um, episode description for you guys to find him. Um, so that's not going to be a problem. And um, he does have an Instagram, so he doesn't live under a rock. And <laughs> he does have a book out, too, by the way, for those of y'all. Mm-hmm. This is true. Seeds of thoughts. Seeds of thoughts. Um, I, did, I actually got to, like, do some things with the website. But it's on Amazon. You know what I'm saying? And Yeah. Yeah, he has the books. I mean, out. you definitely like this perspective today and point of view, which I think y'all will and stuff. Um, definitely, I would say get the book, especially. So, but I thank you so much for joining this episode. Um, I definitely appreciate it, and I think everybody else is gonna appreciate it too. Any other final thoughts before we let them go? Um, no, I appreciate you having me. You know what I'm saying? It was a dope conversation, and um, it's late. You know, love, love, create more, consume less, you know, eat more plants. Eat more Chick-fil-A. Okay. Oh, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I, I mean, they should sponsor me because every episode I'll be talking about Chick-fil-A. <laughs> but no, for real, eat more plants. I'm sorry. <laughs> or Chick-fil-A. Um, but I... <laughs> Well, all right. Well, until next time, guys, I will definitely catch you on the next episode. And thank you so much for tuning in.